International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. Joining us uh, this morning on the show, New Zealand Herald's most respected rugby columnist and a regular contributor on our show, uh, Gregor Paul. Morning, Gregor. Good morning. You uh, getting excited about All Black team naming because the Springbok team look very strong, don't they? Uh, Springbok team looked very good. Huge. Huge big man in that one. So I guess I'm thinking that New Zealand will be trying to rummage through its drawers to find its <laughs> biggest man to cop, cope with what they're going to get at Max Mark. Yeah, look, it will be intriguing, won't it? Because I think there's probably been a little bit of uh, strategical thinking going on here by the All Blacks because they've had these two games, one in Argentina and Argentina, one back here seven days later. Very difficult to do. You know, it's a short turnaround because of the time differences. So I suspect that they've always had a, a team in mind for South Africa. We didn't see Brody Retallick or Samasoni Takiaho or Richie Mwanga start in Argentina. So I suspect that all three of them probably come into the team today. Uh, and then there's a few, you know, what do you do? Shannon Frizzell played particularly well in Argentina, but do they want to have a wee look at Luke Jacobson? Uh, do they want to put Scott Barrett back on the blind side and bring Sam Whitelock into the team? So there's there's a lot of questions that I'll be quite intrigued to get the answers to later today. And that was a smart move by the Springbok, wasn't it? Sending out a week or so ago, 10 or 12 players, and most of those have been named in the team to uh, run on on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, like I think the problem they had is they're so enormous, these guys. They couldn't all find one plane to fit them in was probably <laughs> what they were looking at. Jeepers, there's some big units there. Look, yeah, look, it's a smart play for South Africa to do that, give themselves a, a little bit of time so they, they, they've been on the ground, most of them, for longer than the than the home team will have been. But look, in the end, it's you know, probably not going to make a huge deal of difference once they get out on the field. But this is what World Cup years are all about. There's a lot of, uh, I won't call it phony war, but, you know, you play the rugby championship. New Zealand have said they want to win it because they haven't won it in World Cup years for a while. But if you ask the Foster truthfully, do you want to win the Rugby Championship or do you want to win the World Cup? Uh, and it's a choice, by the way. You don't get to do both. We all know which one he would say. So, yes. look, whatever happens on Saturday uh, will be intriguing, but it, it won't have a huge bearing on the World Cup. And from what I've read in your column uh, this morning in the New Zealand Herald, this test could actually have been played offshore. Yeah, truth. Oh, <laughs> What's absolutely. Going on? Uh, well, look, the, the problem here, uh, well, the, the issue, you shouldn't call it a problem, uh, of course, is the FIFA World Cup's on. So yeah. accessing stadia was a huge issue uh, for the All Blacks. They couldn't play Eden Park, couldn't play Wellington, Hamilton or Dunedin. So these are the four major grounds at which they, they really make money, um, you know, where they want, and they've only got two home games. So they were looking around about, well, what can we do? You know, Mount Smart was available, uh, but the Western Australian government said, hey, Bonzo, why don't you chaps come over here? Because it's actually really handy for the South Africans. Two big expat populations in Perth. Amazing stadium as well. Uh, and governments over there throw their money around um, trying to entice big sport because they've all spent big on building these stadiums. So they need, to, they need to justify why they've done it. So that was on the table. It was a good idea because it would have worked for probably both teams. New Zealand would have made a lot of money out of it uh, and it would have been easy for South Africa to get to. But in the end, everyone, common sense kind of prevailed in the, when I say common sense, what I mean by that is he's only only got two home games. It would have been the wrong thing to have done to have taken the best one, the biggest one, um, offshore. And that would mean that we wouldn't have had South Africa here in five years. So yeah, that's why 
father said no. How do you feel about the All Blacks playing on, on Mount Smart Stadium on Saturday night? It's a patch of grass. I mean, personally, for me, it's like it's quite hard to get to. For, I mean, like I live near Eden Park, so I'm grumpy about that. I can walk <laughs> to Eden Park, so oh. my life is easy. But all this other stuff about whether it's league territory or whatever, like it's a patch of grass. And just yeah. because they, the blokes that play a different game uh, are usually there every week, it really is just a stadium. After all, Moana Pacifica have played there for most of the year. So, like, uh, all these people that get excited about league and union sharing ground, and if it's a big deal, it, it, it really isn't. We've run out of time. I was going to touch on a book, uh, your new book that's due out in August, but we'll do that closer to release date, eh? Brilliant. I'd love to do that. Thank you.